This podcast discusses content that may be triggering for some listeners. Please be advised, discussions include gambling language, types of gambling, and addiction. Hello and welcome to the Hidden Addiction Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mid-Hudson Problem Gambling Resource Center under the New York Council on Problem Gambling. Across New York State, we have seven resource centers dedicated to connecting individuals to care. We are here to increase awareness about problem gambling and advocate for support services for persons adversely affected by problem gambling. Gambling is defined as risking something of value on a game of chance. There can be many types of gambling and it can affect anyone at any time in their life. It may not be talked about often and kept in the dark, but we hope this podcast sheds light on the hidden addiction of gambling and brings forth resources and information for you to use. Hello, welcome to the Mid-Hudson PGRC podcast titled The Hidden Addiction. This is episode eight and here talking is myself, Leilani Yizer-Reed. I am the team leader for the Mid-Hudson PGRC and I'm just so excited to be here with a colleague of mine talking about the overlap, the connections, the close connections that domestic violence has with problem gambling. So thank you, Angela. Angela, where are you from? Hey, Leilani. I am from the Western Problem Gambling Resource Center. So we're centralized in Buffalo, but we cover all eight counties of Western New York, including Erie, Niagara, Chautauqua, Cattaraugus, Allegheny, Genesee, Orleans, and Wyoming counties. Oh my goodness. You do that really well. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Like it just, it flowed so well. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing to join me in this podcast today. I'm sorry for the audience that you will miss out on Colleen's voice. You'll miss out on Amanda's voice, but we have an amazing, our amazing colleague, um, Angela here with us to talk about um, DV and problem gambling and the overlap of it. So just to give like a little background on why we got into this outside of it being Domestic Violence Awareness Month of um, the month of October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. We, uh, a few months ago or maybe earlier this year, our organization um, started to really look at how closely connected we are to other issues that are happening around us. Whether it's mental health, it is substance use, it is um, persons with disabilities, even DV. So we started creating these close connections, um, gathering information around these different topics so that we can connect better with organizations and say, you know, we're closely connected. These things are happening within your organization. People may be struggling and you just don't know it's there. And because we just don't know and it's okay not to know. So Angela from Western, she was a part of our Close Connections DV work group 
along with myself, along with our other colleagues, uh, Jeffrey and Robin. And what we discovered was interesting information on the overlap of DV and uh, problem gambling. So just to give you a snippet, because <laughs> we're not gonna give you all the statistics because we do provide um, information and, and um, trainings on this, but one third, this is just, just keep this in mind, one third, about one third of those with a gambling problem have reported being a victim or perpetrator of physical intimate partner violence. So Angela, if you can, could you give like maybe a background of like why, you know, we, usually what we hear in the world of domestic violence, we hear the word DV, but we don't often hear intimate partner violence. Is it one of the same? Is it different? Is it, what is it? Well, sometimes it does depend on what entity is defining it. So for us and for our conversation, we really looked at domestic violence being any sort of violence, whether it's physical, emotional, social, financial, any sort of violence that's being experienced in the household. So it doesn't necessarily have to be with intimate partners, um, but just anything between a parent and a live-in child or a parent and a young child, or of course, intimate partners, roommates, et cetera. And then intimate partner violence is specifically violence that's happening between a couple that has either previously or currently been linked in a romantic relationship. So it's hard sometimes with the research to really flesh out when a study is speaking in what specific language, because a lot of organizations will use DV and intimate partner violence interchangeably, but then some studies focus on the household versus specific romantic relationships. So for our conversation and for this research that we did, we kept that domestic violence definition general and then intimate partner violence specifically for romantically linked individuals. And not saying that we haven't, um, that it can't be that a parent is abusive to the child, even though it could be the parent who has a gambling addiction or vice versa, the child having a, a, a becoming aggressive towards their parents or their, their uh, peers or whomever because of their uh, uh, problems with gambling or gambling addiction. So we just want to preference all of that and just give a brief overview of what we, what we're talking about. So how did you feel about like when we started these whole close connections? Did you, did you, what was the reasoning for possibly wanting to do this? I think from a really basic standpoint, you know, as we're getting out into the community and trying to partner with agencies and make problem gambling something that's really on the radar for everyone, we started to realize that people have a very narrow scope and a very narrow definition of what problem gambling and gambling disorder looks like and how it impacts people. 
So for that reason, sometimes even before getting in the door, people will say our clients don't experience that or our staff doesn't experience that. It's not a priority for us. So we really kind of had to make a case for these partnerships and why we have so many competing priorities and certainly they're all important, but they also tie together and our work is going to benefit your work and your work is going to benefit our work. So how can we make this happen? How can we work together and support each other? So as we really started looking for specific information, for instance, if I had set up a meeting or I was reaching out to a veteran organization, I was starting to dig through looking for specific information about problem gambling and veterans because that's who my audience was. Mm -hmm. And I think as we all started doing that across the state, these little breadcrumbs started popping up like there is a connection here. So we started to kind of pull that, that sweater string and things really fell into place. And we made it more of a point to kind of collect all of this so at any time we had the potential to partner with an organization, we had this arsenal of information to say, you know, I know you don't think that these folks are experiencing problem gambling, but here's how it might be manifesting. Here's how individuals who are seeking your services for domestic violence may be impact and be in the situation that they're in. Um, whether it's domestic violence or intimate partner violence because of gambling or their situation is causing them to use gambling as an escape or a coping mechanism. So it may start resulting in other problems down the road because they're using it to cope with the violence that they're experiencing. And, you know, it's just a matter of opening people's eyes and showing them that we want to help your mission. We want to help domestic violence organizations serve and protect their clients to the best of their ability. And sometimes the way to do that is just being a little bit more aware of the additional things that are going on in the situation. I think we all understand that sometimes if we don't get to the root of a problem, the problem will just keep manifesting. So if we find that problem gambling is part of the root of that problem, we now have a partnership where our organization can assist you to attack that root and hopefully increase the likelihood of success with that particular client or that particular household. We have said time and time again that, you know, our purpose is to increase awareness. And um, a lot of times our, our awareness is being increased by looking Absolutely. at all these different avenues of, of being connected to different, um, different issues, different challenges, different, <laughs> different whatevers. And, you know, I, 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 I loved what you said in terms of, um, how things can manifest and, and, you know, and getting to the root of the problem. And oftentimes, we don't know how to get to the root of the problem, but there's so many things that can help us see or increase our awareness to help us get to the root of the problem. And um, 
one of those things has always been for me because I'm such a huge fan of everything TV. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love watching TV. Um, (laughs) I do. I'm really, uh, one of the things I'm really, um, a fan of is HGTV. Mm-hmm. I'm a little, just a, just a tiny bit obsessed with, you know, like the home buying and renovations and everything. And it's interesting that um, one of the shows, I think is called Million Dollar Listings. And mm-hmm. this realtor goes around, um, or I guess he finds people, finds people who won the lottery. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have seen it. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm like, but I, you know, and because I now come from a lens always of, um, uh, of now gambling and how gambling affects people and what does it look like? And of course, as a agency, we are neutral to everything. You know, we don't, we're not for or against gambling, but something always clicks in the back of my mind. I wonder how much money they spent to even get to this one winning ticket. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then from there, I mean, it is such a romanticized vision of the opportunity of winning that much money from a lottery ticket or, you know, from a casino or what have you. But we know that the odds of that happening are so, so small And yet it really does get your imagination revved up to think this could be you. I mean, it was just a, you know, a $20 lottery ticket or, um, you know, I, I went to the casino and I won the jackpot, but yet you're, you're absolutely right. How much did it cost them? And how much is it costing the person who's shooting for that? Who's really who really believes that it could be them and that they just need to buy one more ticket or to go to the casino one more time. And it's not a realistic perspective. It's very, shows like that are very positive and not that winning that much money isn't necessarily positive, but it does set an unrealistic expectation for people when that's the only vision of gambling that they see. Yeah. I, prior to working for the PGRC, I was working in prevention. So everything, and and if it crossed my eye, everything was just about like drugs and alcohol. So I'm like how it affects Mm -hmm. and, and, and while I also understood even especially like with alcohol, there's responsible drinking and things like that. Mm -hmm. And now with legalization of marijuana and stuff, you know, there's, I don't know. I don't even like, I, I, I don't want to say there's safe ways to do drugs. Cause that's not appropriate. Um, but be, it, it, it get the, the line becomes blurry and the more and more we start legalizing things like we're going to, you know, with New York state, the legalization of the online sports betting, the lines start to become blurry as to, and then pushing all the advertisement of, of, um, of gambling out there. And then it's, I mean, I could go on a tangent right now and I feel like I am, but I want to tie it back to the DV. The, and let's uh, do that. I mean, take a back step. You're absolutely right with the, you know, we're, like you said, we're neutral on gambling, 
But we also know that with increased accessibility, there's likely to be a significant increase in people experiencing a problem. And one of the things related to domestic violence that we already know is that there is a significant increase in domestic violence for major sports games like the Super Bowl. So when you're starting to put gambling into the mix on top of that, I, it's just kind of adding fuel to the fire that already exists between sporting events and domestic violence. Yeah, they, they you know, with the with tailgating and uh, placing bets and losing, you know, even during mm -hmm. uh, March Madness and the brackets, you know, people becoming aggravated, like, or even owing somebody money. Mm hmm you know, with the, uh, having a relationship with your bookie or whatever, and the aggression that comes out of it, whether win, lose, or draw, and then Absolutely. and then transferring all of that um, aggression into your home life, mm -hmm. into your private life with your your uh, your relationships with others, it it, it really can cause a issue or a problem. Mm -hmm. So, lot not last year, I think it was two years ago, um, the movie Uncut Gems came out with mm -hmm. Adam Sandler. And it really showed, um, it was like a specific movie. And I'm not, there's probably, there were probably movies out that came out before that, but that's just one that's at the top of my head that was just specific about um, gambling addiction. Um, do you know of any other shows or movies that have come out recently? that speak to gambling addiction and possibly DV? So one of the things that I've noticed with gambling related shows and movies is that it's always depicting the extremes. So with Uncut Gems, like that movie, to watch it, you felt anxiety from the minute the movie started to the minute the movie ended. Um, and I'm not going to give any spoilers, but it was just, it was a roller coaster ride and really got into more of the mindset of Adam Sandler's character, um, as opposed to, again, the more romanticized depictions of gambling and even gambling problems. Um, one of the things that I watched recently was the limited series on Netflix called Made, M-A-I-D. And the thing that I appreciated about that from both a DV standpoint and a gambling standpoint is that it wasn't necessarily the extreme situation for those issues. It comes up that the main character's mother is dating and eventually marries this guy. I'm sorry, these are going to be spoilers, but it, it speaks to uh, the, the reason why I really appreciated this particular show and its depiction. Um, the, the mother who has experienced domestic violence in her, in her life um, from being married and just throughout her continued relationships. And her main relationship in the show is this guy who is caring. He's nice. 
Um, he's never swearing at her or hitting her or treating her in what appears to be a harmful way. But as the story rolls out, we find out that he's moved the woman into his RV when she has a house. He rents out the house and the tenants Venmo him the money. And he's supposed to be paying the mortgage because the woman is just such a free spirit and can't be bothered with finances. So he's taken on that responsibility. And then we find out that he has actually been gambling the money. And, you know, things come to a head. The woman is like, I can't believe you've been doing this to me, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And he's, he says, but that's why I'm at the casino right now. I'm going to win this money back. We're going to pay off the mortgage. And he's sharing all of these things because it he, in his mind, has a plan to fix this. Um, but their relationship doesn't appear to be one of intimate partner violence, because like I said, he doesn't hit her. He doesn't abuse her in that way, but taking advantage of her finances and her income and her housing really demonstrates, a, a an arm of domestic or intimate partner violence that maybe we don't talk about as often, but happens very frequently. And in the mix, that was a result of his gambling problem and being unable to control that. And he may have very well loved the woman and wanted to help take care of her, but he got very sideways as a result. And she literally paid for it. Um, and I appreciated it because not only was it a common yet not extreme form of domestic violence, it was also a very likely scenario for people with a gambling problem. It's not necessarily that a person is losing hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it may be a few thousand dollars that now has resulted in the mortgage being, um, being in default and housing is then affected, people's uh, living situation is affected and certainly their relationship was affected. So it really showed um, a lot of different potential issues related to a gambling problem, not just that the individual, him or herself, gambled all the money away and is now in dire straits, but right. it impacted a lot of people and it impacted them in a few different ways. It's interesting because you, I, I've never seen the show. Maybe he didn't even notice that he was, it, it was almost, he, he didn't know that he was participating in any type of domestic violence because it wasn't like, like you said, he said, it's not like I, I, I'm not hating you or it wasn't like he was like uh, verbally abusive to her, but the financial piece of it, of, you know, holding tight to the money and not sharing, you're literally, literally renting out her house, but not, but not letting her know that, 
you are renting out the house. That is a form of domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And then using that money to gamble, that is the overlap. That is the close connection. Absolutely. And so, because I, I, I still wonder if he really, he didn't understand that part is actually DV, that, that mm-hmm. financial um, holding is a, is a type of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost similar to us when we talk about um, gambling and people, when we say raffles. <laughs> And you're like, how? And and it's it's similar in correlation. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where my mind went. My mind went to him and wondering if he understood the ramifications of the DV part along with the gambling part. So, and that's like, and then it ties into mental health. Absolutely. And I think too, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. And I think there are situations where there are, there are perpetrators who just, they have, again, a narrow vision of what domestic violence or intimate partner violence looks like, and they don't fit there. So what they're doing can't possibly be domestic violence. And yet it is, and not to say that they're completely innocent, but there is a lack of education and awareness that could potentially um, prevent those situations. But because we put out into the world that this is what DV or IPV looks like, anybody who doesn't feel like they fit into that doesn't feel like that that um, is an attribute of themselves. And the same thing is true with problem gambling and gambling disorder. Mm-hmm. As an organization, we use the definition of problem gambling that if gambling is causing a problem in your life, it's problem gambling. And part of the reason we use that really is that our hope is that we can have these conversations and get people to recognize the issue before they get to a point where they're in dire straits they're considering um, ending their lives or considering you know, leaving a spouse or, or changing their lives radically because of the predicament that they've got themselves in. And again, you know, we have, we either depict people who gamble as incredibly lucky and successful and they're winning all the time or someone who gets so far beyond themselves that they're, they're remortgaging their house. They've gone through the retirement. They've gone through their kid's college fund. They're getting arrested for embezzlement from their business. And most people who are gambling probably aren't getting to that extreme, right? but they're still feeling anxiety. They're still losing sleep um, because they don't know when they're, if they're going to be able to pay their rent. Um, you know, they're worried about their significant other finding out maybe they're significant on their nose and they're just fighting about it. And those are all problems that are impacting the person, their household, their loved ones, but yet they might not reach out for help because they don't see themselves as the problem gambler in the way that society depicts them. So now that we have the, what it could look like and I'm not sure if we spoke about 
the person who is experiencing this type of violence, intimate partner violence or domestic violence. So with people who are using gambling to escape, they are escaping um, possibly the aggressor and using whether it's going to the casinos, because sometimes that is like the best, that's like a faraway place, can't find me, I'm in my zone, I don't have to pay attention, I don't have to worry about anything. They use gambling as a way to escape their aggressor. Mm-hmm. And that's just another way how to see um, how gambling and IPV or DV uh, overlap. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a current aggressor We see, you know, it could be from trauma that hasn't been fully dealt with yet. And maybe something triggered them um, and and brought up all of these past issues. And now they don't know how to cope with that because that was in the past. Like, why am I still dealing with this? Why am I still bothered by this? And they can't get out of that. So again, they go to something like gambling where they can tune everything out and just be in the zone, you know, pushing their button, playing cards or what have you. And it takes their mind off of all of that repressed trauma that they're experiencing um, without getting any help. Indeed. And talking about getting help, let me know. And like in the show, when the lady went to get help, did she go to a DV shelter? Did she seek help from a DV um, organization? So the mother who's involved with the person gambling uh, does not seek out any sort of help. And the main character actually references that a few times, just that her mom is not the the type. She doesn't think she needs help. She thinks this is just her life. Um, But the main character does go to a domestic violence shelter. They speak to the, um, the notion that many people, it takes several attempts to leave that situation before they can do it successfully and permanently. And they really, they really don't ask a lot of questions, which is understandable. Um, They really want to make sure that people are safe immediately, make sure they're not injured and need medical assistance. And they alluded to doing an intake, but they didn't go into detail about like what that intake looked like. They didn't do an intake while the show is progressing. But that's an opportunity right there for people to ask a couple of simple questions about their gambling activities or the gambling activities that are going on in their home that they just left that may indicate that gambling is, you know, a character in this story. And if it is, it provides an opportunity to really supplement the help and assistance that the individual is looking for and and in need of when they're in that situation and looking to get out of it. And what's so interesting about um, our organization is that if, let's just say role play, let's just say that this person from this movie was one of uh, a like, um, was seeking services, a DV service from, an organization in our region, right? And if that person, if that person sits there and um, knows about our services, 
then they can sit there and refer that person because it's, we don't not just service the person who's struggling with gambling addiction, but we service the persons who are adversely affected. So they can get services from, you know, help from the DV uh, organization as well as us. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. Advice, and that runs both ways because we may have someone call us indicating that you know, they have a gambling problem. They don't know how to stop. They've been spending all of their money. We get them connected uh, to one of our clinicians or even just when the person's talking to one of our program managers initially. It may come out that the person, because their significant other or loved one is so upset that they're gambling and they can't stop, that they're now experiencing domestic violence or intimate partner violence as a victim because they're gambling. So that provides us an opportunity when we're closely connected with different agencies in our community to then be able to make a handoff um, and a warm transfer to a domestic violence agency. So not only can we get them linked up with counseling and therapy for their gambling, and possibly other financial resources that we know of in the community. But they can also work with a domestic violence agency to make sure that they're safe, that other loved ones, any dependents are also safe and go through the steps that we're certainly not experts on to getting all of the help that they need for both issues in the situation. I totally agree with you. And that's just the amazing part of the work that we do and um, the, the work that we do, the work that we provide and our connections with our, our local agencies in our regions. And that's what we, that's, that was the whole purpose of creating these close connections and is really seeing how we can work with one another, very least connect people. And our hopes is getting people help. That is what we do. That is what we're here for. So do you have any closing words or thoughts? I just really value your podcast and being able to speak to this issue because I know that many of us in the organization have, like you said, been looking at these different populations and seeing the impact that gambling can have on, on them and the relationship that they have. And, you know, we're of course always amped up to want to share it with the world because we think it's really important and really valuable. Um, But sometimes we don't know how to do that. So opportunities like this for us to just have a conversation and hope that people listen in um, and, you know, share that information with one other person is so great. And, um, something that's really beneficial. And I would just hope that folks just take a second thought about what they understand domestic violence to be, what intimate partner violence is, as well as what they know about problem gambling and really consider how problem gambling might touch their specific organization or their lives if it's not necessarily related to domestic violence but just start that conversation and look at how the linkages could be impacting themselves, their families, their clients, their staff, and 
obviously, if they have more questions or are interested in more topics, out to their local PGRC because we likely have some information that we can share with them or trainings to provide and assist them in developing a screening tool, providing more information in the mail or via email, or help them navigate um, assistance for themselves or a loved one. Well said, well said. So if you yourself are experiencing any type of um, DV or I, intimate partner violence, I, IPV for short, I should have said that a long time ago, but um, DV or IPV uh, uh, challenges, or if you're experiencing that in your life and you are looking for help, you can always call 1-800-799-SAFE. Or it's if you want the numbers, it's 1-800-799-7233. And that is the domestic violence, um, National Domestic Violence Hotline. And it will be in our show notes. And if you are struggling with gambling or adversely affected, if you your loved one is, is struggling with gambling, problem gambling, you could always reach out to us. We are a statewide agency with seven resource centers in the um, in the state. Our, you can come to, go to our website, um, nyproblemgamblinghelp.org or Western, Angela, do you wanna say your number if you wanna call? Sure, the Western New York Problem Gambling Resource Center is area code 716. 833-4274. And we work really closely together. So if you don't call the right region or you're not anywhere near Western New York, by all means, give us a call and we'll connect you immediately with the corresponding resource center to make sure you're getting help right in your, in your specific area. But all of our regions are also on the website that Leilani just said, nyproblemgamblinghelp.org. And you can find your community and the corresponding PGRC, or you can also call our main line, which is on the website as well. We'll, We will get you connected one way or another. Indeed, we will. And Mid Hudson's number is 914-215-6440. So always here to help, always connecting to care, and always appreciative of the people who listen to this podcast, all of our guests that have uh, appeared on this podcast, and everything in between. We're just grateful for this agency and spreading the word around problem gambling and increasing awareness and getting people to help, getting people connected to care. That is our most important um, that is our mission. That is our most important thing that we, we want to do. So Angela, thank you so, 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 so much for joining us today. Angela DeRosa from Western New York. Thank you so much for having me, Leilani. It was a great conversation. Thank you. So that is it. All of this information about how to get connected will be in our show notes um, if you need any additional information. Have a good one. This is going to be your best podcast yet.